Working with Bobby Kennedy. Please join us in listening to the remarkable story from the life and times of Michael Butter. In this podcast series, you'll be hearing stories from the primary themes of Michael Butler's life and memoirs. Politics, polo, theater, and love. Please subscribe via iTunes so you don't miss a single podcast. And we'll see you on the other side. Jack was elected in 1960. And in 1961, Joe Kennedy had a major stroke. It was a terrible stroke because it left him able to move around, so to speak, in a wheelchair, but he couldn't speak. So all he could do would make grunts and make different motions. But this incredibly brilliant man who was really the promoter, father, and creator of the whole political scene for the family was a witness but couldn't have anything to say or participate. His Catholic faith must have been very strong to be able to uh, withstand what a terrible situation that was. Poor Joe Kennedy. Uh, he passed away in 69 having seen everything that Jack, Bobby, and Teddy, in another sense, went through. Then in November of 63, we had that terrible occasion, the assassination of Jack, which had a leveling, downing effect on the entire world, particularly young people, and particularly people who felt that Jack represented hope represented a possible change and had uh, done some incredible things. As far as Bobby was concerned, uh, this was, for him, more than any human being. The assassination of Jack in 1963 really created havoc in Bobby's mind and being because I know that he felt in many ways responsible for that assassination, perhaps, probably, truthfully so, because of Bobby's attacking the mafia so much. But uh, really, uh, I think there are other things involved than just the mafia. We're never going to know the truth of this situation. I'm certain that J. Edgar Hoover America's Himmler knew what really happened, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was involved. He hated Bobby Kennedy, and Bobby Kennedy didn't like Hoover very much. I don't know how anybody who really knew what Hoover was about could have had anything but disrespect for him. There are all sorts of conspiracy theories and I'm not going to get into that, but a very interesting thing was recently put in the comments section of my website by Tom Sawyer, which uh, refers to how history has been turned around, and it also refers to and shows directly a copy of a memorandum which give evidence to the fact that 
Jack was preparing to pull out of Vietnam. Of course, this alone in itself was enough to be a death warrant for him. Bobby and I were on very close terms during this period, mainly because of my sympathy for him, but he had also changed a lot, and I don't think his animosity towards me existed at all anymore. After the assassination, Bobby and I were working on something called RSVP, which was a French, I guess one would say it was almost a French Google without the computer structure. It was an encyclopedia where one could ask questions and get answers, but nothing ever came of that. But that was a point of contact between the two of us. One day, Bobby called and asked me if I would get involved in the re-election campaign of Otto Kerner. Otto Kerner was the governor of Illinois, and he had uh, had a very successful career uh, as attorney general, as a military man, other things come very connected to the very strong uh, bohemian contingent that had a lot to do with politics in Chicago. Otto was being opposed by Charles Percy. Charles Percy was a financial wonderkind uh, who had been running Bell and Howell uh, very, very successfully, very bright person, and it was a very strong challenge. So I went to work helping on the campaign. My first job was creating and running the Organization of Economic Development for Illinois. The purpose of this organization was to bring attention to the fact that Illinois was a major exporter, principally of grain, being done through the port of Chicago and being shipped all over the world through the St. Lawrence Seaway, which was operational at that time. We were successful in getting the E from the Department of Commerce as an award for this work. Uh, and it was a very important factor. Chicago had become the largest inland seaport in the world. My next uh, task for Governor Kerner was to create the Illinois Sports Council, which was a very Olympic similar organization covering many different sports that were familiar in Illinois and which he presented the awards for these various competitions. At the height of the uh, campaign, uh, Otto's uh, campaign manager was indicted for a violation of interest, something about selling envelopes to the state. But anyway, whether it was a real thing or not, he was indicted by a Republican grand jury. And as a consequence, my job became even more involved with his uh, re-election 
next major project for him was the creation of the Lincoln Academy of Illinois. And when I presented this plan to Otto, it was really based on a combination of the Nobel Prize, the Legion of Honor, and the various different uh, awards that were given by governments all around the world. Uh, Otto said, uh, let us not start this now. If I am reelected, this plan is so good, uh, we will do it then. But let's not use it as a political device. So as a consequence, we did not start the Lincoln Academy at that time. Otto was reelected, and one of the first things that he did was to form the Lincoln Academy of Illinois, which still, 50 years later, just celebrated its 50th anniversary, where we had the pleasure of decorating Hillary Clinton, and I enjoyed meeting her at that time. Otto was reelected in 64 and proceeded to continue his good form of government. In 1966, I decided to run for the Illinois State Senate from DuPage County, which was considered the most uh, Republican county in the state. I had the assistance of Ted Kennedy, who came out and campaigned with me and for me, and also Senator Douglas, who was a great deal of help. I, at that time, had opened the discotheque Le Bison in Chicago, and through that operation met Robert Peicher, who was in the advertising business and who designed my campaign for the state senate. Please subscribe via iTunes so you don't miss a single podcast, and we'll see you on the other side.